Professor Bryn Brown's research shows that vulnerability fosters good emotional and mental health. It is a sign of courage. We become more resilient and brave when we embrace who we truly are and what we are feeling. The Vulnerable Scientist Podcast is a space for scientists to tell their honest and authentic stories. I am your host, Saranya Kerry, who happens to be a scientist, informal science communicator, and I help scientists create personal websites. If you want to support this show, go to www.patreon.com slash the vulnerable scientist. You can also follow this podcast on all social media platforms at TV Scientist Pod. Hi, welcome to the Vulnerable Scientist Podcast. This is your host, Saranya Kerry. So on this episode, I'm going to continue the first part of Milka's um, interview where we talked about her, the introduction to what she is and what she's doing. And now we're going to talk about her lows. And then the next episode, we talk about her highs. One of the lows um, I've experienced was job search. Um, when I finished my, when I was doing my master's in Kenyatta University, well, I, I chose to do a thesis research and I had a big problem finding a, a group, a funded opportunity, sorry, a funded opportunity where I could, you know, where I could do the research um so and that took about one year and some months to find that research opportunity for me to do my thesis research and you had already um, done your coursework yes i finished my coursework very fast i did my part of my coursework while i was still like i started my master's first semester while i before i graduated my undergrad i really wanted to do my master's in two years it actually took four years and the main problem was finding that opportunity yes it was four years it was a phd <laughs> um yeah so that was my lowest um and i applied uh, so how i got it i should say this in case it's helpful to someone i got this through the africa biosciences challenge fund called abcf which is a fellowship program by Becker a Research Institute in Nairobi, hosted by ILRI, the International Livestock Research Institute. Um, they have capacity building uh, opportunities if you look at the ILRI website, and I would encourage people who are looking for a space to learn, grow uh, while doing research to look that up. That's how I eventually got the opportunity, but job search and and not even just job but just looking for these opportunities to be able to do research that was my one of my lowest um, tell me about uh, that points. how did you feel about that you know when you finally got that opportunity when you got that offer letter <laughs> tell me about oh that. my goodness oh sarah that was a high now we are in the highs <laughs> yeah, i was okay. so i was so happy 
um i can't even explain because i i wrote i made the application a year before and we, they just updated us they kept updating us and now i understand it's because they on the other hand were waiting for funding um and they kept give, encouraging us and letting us know that the the applications are being processed and so when i got the opportunity i was very happy and being able being paid to do research first of all there were very few opportunities in the country where you like during like with our class where you could do that so it was a very very great opportunity and i my excited my, ex, my excitement at that time I still didn't know how much better it was. Like I learned so much through that fellowship over a span of nine months. I learned so much. It was transformational to me. Wow. Mm. If that issue is a really big problem among master's students mm. and PhD students in Kenya, I can speak for Kenyans. Mm-hmm. There are people who are really struggling to get, like I know people who, are saying, yeah, I'm still doing my master's. Okay, so what's the progress? They're like, I'm still looking for, you know, a fun project. Yeah. Especially if you're doing a wet-based project, mm-hmm. you need mm-hmm. money to do research. It's so the so people expensive. who stayed in in universities just because of that Waiting. one thing. Yeah, that is actually one of the main thing, and also like. Uh, another thing I'd encourage people is write to people uh, directly, write emails if you know a scientist, write to them directly I know a lot of people I, I know people do this but just to encourage them to keep writing and being persistent in a kind way um, and there, one of the other gaps that was there is that I, we would be told that oh you could also write proposals for funding but then the soft skill for you to know how to write a grant proposal we at that time when i was finishing my undergrad we didn't have those skills so those are things that i hope that universities or learning institutes will take up and train train us on that because then we would maybe it will increase chances of us getting these opportunities mm-hmm. yeah. okay so mm-hmm. That was one of the laws, just the job search, and it continued after I finished this fellowship that I was so excited about. I didn't have a job. I did get uh, temporary jobs like data data collection jobs, um, and I had amazing mentors. One of them is Dr. Naftali Kitaka and Esther. They, they sat me down, and I remember thinking, you know, you've studied, you've done your undergrad, you've done your master's, you still maybe don't have a job and now you think okay now now I can earn <laughs> right <laughs> and then you you keep applying for opportunities and you don't find them and one of the things they, that they taught me was to just humble myself and go for internship apply for internships and just because I had been applying for jobs for quite a while and PhDs for quite a while um, I have a whole folder Sarah of applications that are more than 30 I think um, and a lot of uh, letters of are they called regret or rejection rejection one of those rejection letters I got so many of those uh, but this advice was the most useful I, I started looking for an internship just a chance for me to practice a chance for me to do research uh, while I apply while I continue looking it's hard to do that because you have bills to pay you have a lot 
you know a lot of things going on so i also understand that it's not going to work the same for everyone i'll tell you i was struggling with my bills but the people who gave me internships they made sure at least i could pay for the basic needs but above that um it wasn't enough but i'm i appreciate that because that while i was there i networked i talked to people um and you know god is also great like i i prayed i you know god guides my guided my path uh through this time the, you know so much so i don't want that to be missed <laughs> i just wanted to uh, i wanted to understand you coming from looking for you're so excited you're so excited about research you you undergraduate you're sure that I'm going to do my masters because most people are not sure about that then you struggle getting a project which you actually really looked for it's not like you lazy around then you finally get it it's a very good opportunity you're working in a nice international institution and getting all these nice experiences that you know people at I can imagine at that level in Kenya don't easily get then now you're here you are jobless how how was that for you really like how did you really feel i was afraid sarah i was afraid because this has ended and i'm coming from this point of course i had made some savings but not so much to pay rent for a whole year right mm-hmm. um but i was just afraid i was afraid of you know just i would be kicked out of my my apartment um how would i take care of myself that was it i just remember being very afraid um and not knowing what to do and that's where like faith plays a big role uh for me it played a big role because dealing with such things where there's so much uncertainty in life um yeah <laughs> faith that's it that's what gave me the strength and, and the courage to keep pushing and somehow you know just people came through the, the like i said the network my this mentor i'm talking about is not I, i just met with him and networked with him but i i you know he i asked him do you have something temporary i'll go collect data with you i need to pay my rent right in a small apartment um and he did that he he allowed me to do that i also reached out to other people just but then the humility so it's humbling and fear and and, and just having faith for me um it changed the game it's what helped me to keep moving but it was a scary and humbling moment thanks for sharing that the third low point was the covid one that i mentioned and this is like a global thing that happens that affects you and it's like what do you do right who do you there's nothing who do you blame what it's happening to everyone and for me it was another one of those opportunities feeling like something has been snatched because i worked so hard and i you know i i was so excited that i have a phd and i had started working on it and i had an amazing mentor but then this thing happens and you know you're seeing it on the news and then it turns up in your, on your email and <laughs> it's not you know the connection um but again During this time I felt despair I was like you know I actually gave up on my PhD dream for a, for a while I did And then 
I know. I just kept praying and said, you know, God, if this is in my path, um, show me the way, help me, help me to find people or connect with people who will help me. So I started, I got back up, started applying, writing to people, telling them what has happened and I'm still looking. And these people in turn talked to other people, spread out the word and they started sharing the opportunities that were available. And that's how I got this PhD. Um, wow. How how long wait uh before after masters how long did it mm. take for you to get a job Oh so after you know the the internship I did with IITA mm-hmm. when it ended I got uh, a, a consultancy position to continue to continue what I was working on but on a bigger scale and I'll talk more about this because this is one of my okay. high Okay, is in yeah. research yes ah, yeah so the last law so i came to i got this opportunity and i was very happy and started it and i was working with amazing people you know um in a in a very good university um with a lot of resources and which was just the difference i can see the difference in terms of resources and i wish this was available back home but as once I, after I started, I was, you know, adjusting to everything, adjusting to the weather, adjusting to the society, to the curriculum here. And then I started having anxiety. Um, I, you know, you get anxious, but I used to get anxious back home, but it was like one thing. <laughs> and then here it was like every day because it's really high pace. And at the same time, you're adjusting to everything. And I came in during the winter and it was so depressing. <laughs> everything, like it was so hard for me to, to adjust in that first semester. Um, but I, uh, on the, on the bright side of that is that I had an amazing mentor who kept, you know, telling me it will get better. It will, and it's true that it got better. But one of the lows was just being this, having this anxiety all the time and struggling to adjust very quickly so that I can, uh, you know, keep up in school. So that was another low. Sorry about that. Mm, thank you. So this is why I wanted to end with the highs, Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that you shared a lot of lows. I'm I'm thinking maybe there will be more maybe there are more I don't know but I love that you share those as in they are very Mm. they share they show different things about research and growing that career path yeah Yeah. yes okay (laughs) 